1: Welcome, welcome welcome to the Heatbeat podcast i'm your host carlo Navas. and with me today is my boy ro from si now rohan nadcardi what's up my man i'm doing great johnny how are you man i'm doing good we are public enemy number one right now so of course we have to get us together yeah the man podcast. the two
2: of us got a band together they, the people are fed up with us man it's
1: cold out here in these streets you know it's funny you build up a lot of goodwill I'm yelling at the camera. I'm saying dumb shit. I'm staging arenas. And, you know, your goodwill's done when you say, you know, you, you kind of
2: you kind of like Al Horford and drop. And all of a sudden, everyone's mad at you. I I think people expect me to be like a bigger heat chiller than I am. Like, it's funny. I bet like people in the industry are like, why does this guy talk about the heat so much? And then heat fans are like, why aren't you talking about the heat more? And it's like, Cortez. I can't win. Yeah, they want me to be Cortez. I can't be Cortez. They're paying me specifically not to be Cortez. (laughs) Um, So, unfortunately, like, I can't be Cortez as much as I would like to. Um, As much as I would like to join everyone in all the slander of different cities, etc. If they win the title, I'll go full cocky heat fan. But until then, like, you know, the reason why I'm watching all those random regular season games during the season, the reason why I'm watching Celtics Magic on a tuesday night instead of being with my friends or family so uh i can hopefully have an informed opinion this time of year and
1: i we I mean, listen you do a great job and uh you know the real ones know, real ones know, <laughs> Appreciate know. You, everyone's man. gonna give a shit anyway because it's more fun it's uh, true it's more jokes fun. over facts yeah, yeah jokes exactly. over facts. it's the playoffs. this is what we got to yeah. do chat's yeah. already saying we need to sage this episode yeah they're not happy. but <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make it up to you we're gonna talk about how good the heat were yesterday because there was a lot to talk about today also if you're here and you want to – listen, we're doing this cool thing with this uh, with this place, with this app. I don't even think it's an app. It's a website called Playback. And the link's in our Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash Heatbeat, if, uh, if you're a pod listener and you want to join in on what we do. If you're a YouTube viewer and you want to kind of join in live, you know, we see the comments. And we know that you guys are, in, are into it, so come on, come on here live. But uh, for the first half of Sons and – I'm sorry, Sons. <laughs> <Suns. laughs> they didn't make it. Warriors Mabs. We're going to watch the first half of Warriors Mabs. Uh, together with you guys, the audience. So come on, join us. We have a good time. We make jokes. Last time, Kenny, uh, Alf and I reviewed products in commercials. They were like these paid commercials, uh, of like, uh, it was like, it was like, um, it was like a Ziploc, but like a, like one of those like vacuum Ziplocs. We were reviewing that product cause it was like a really long infomercial. So we do fun <laughs> stuff, uh, in, even during timeout. So come join us links in the chat. Chat's asking if I've collected my guts. A little bit. I feel a lot better. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what Miami did, specifically. So, Ro, that first, ha- that first like, ten minutes went about, eh, first, like, five minutes. Went about as bad as you expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of turnovers. A lot of sloppy play. I don't like this kind of analysis, but I really just feel like Miami didn't have edge like they used to. Mm-hmm. I thought they weren't sharp. I thought part of that was Spoh played a lot of weird three-guard lineups or two-guard lineups plus Caleb and that really went away in the second half. But what did you make of, like, really the start and then how they kind of progressed
2: into what happened in the third quarter? So something I picked up on, I watched both press game, post-game press conference, and I've been in Phoenix uh, following that. I was following that Dallas-Phoenix uh, series, and something Jay Crowder said a couple times during that series, and as we know, Jay Crowder spent time in Miami, he said, what I love about the playoffs is at sometime scheme becomes less important and it becomes so that that mono mano battle you know it's can you guard the guy in front of you spo used the same phrase in his post-game press conference he said you know there's gonna be you know he said something along the lines of like the idea that you can just guard guys mono mano with no help is ridiculous but that's a part of the playoffs and i think something like i'm with you like there's something to be said about attitude and edge and physicality and focus which I think it comes back down to focus that I think the Heat didn't have. They didn't meet the level they needed to in the first half. But something that I think really changed from the first half into the second half is they won the one-on-one battles. I think the first half, no matter who was in front of Jason Tatum, whether it was Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, whoever he got on the switch, he was beating that person into the paint. And I think where their turnaround started, it was stopping the dribble penetration, stopping the middle drives into the paint. Uh, and that's something I think we definitely saw from the first half going into the second half.
1: That's our identity. And, you know, Nikaias had made a tweet. It's like the ESPN halftime show is talking about Heat's offense when they had a really good mm-hmm. half court offensive rating, and it was really their defense that let them down. And that is 100% right. Their MO all year has been let's limit attempts at the rim uh, by product of switching by loading up on the ball. And that just went out the window. There was a. I tweeted out of possession where Tatum, it was. He, he had put. Uh, Gabe in in the pick and roll and then like Caleb or it was Deadman and Caleb in the pick and roll and Deadman's in a drop Caleb fights over the screen he goes over and Tatum recognizes this and attacks that and then you have Deadman in a drop Caleb recovering hero kind of comes in to dig on the drive which by the way I thought hero is fantastic defensively kind of just played his I part. I think it
2: was probably be- hero's best game of the playoffs all, all things considered oh, I-, I thought
1: it was one of his best defensive performances not that he's a stopper but he like yeah. literally did his job perfectly and they I think that he did a great job of kind of like hedging and recovering and all that stuff but mm-hmm. regardless Tatum was walking into layups and that was uh I, mm-hmm. I tweeted out that I was a possession of like he's seeing two guys max and then like the any third guy is like just hero kind of kind of stunting and coming back out Then in the second half, they come out, and it's P.J. at the level. Bam's meeting him there, and Jimmy is cheating off his man and loading up on wherever Tatum is. And they—I like when they bet on guys beating them with playmaking. And I thought the Celtics in the first half, they were trapping Hero, and I thought Tyler did a pretty good job of kind of beating that. But they were execution testing Hero. And I thought Miami— Finally said, all right, let's execution test Tatum. let make mm-hmm. these passes and, and force us to play you one-on-one rather than just letting him play one-on-one, which
2: I thought was a huge difference. For sure. And that's a good point. And that's one of those things, though. It worked this game. Obviously, you know, you joke is going to watch the film. Tatum is going to watch the film. They're going to make the adjustments. I'm interested to see how that holds up for an entire series. But I think that's a great point. Like, they were really loaded up on him in the second half. I mean, obviously, they got all those steals. Struce came in, got that big steal and score uh, going the other way. Um, they did a really good job of, as you said, making him see bodies, uh, finding the right guys to kind of cheat off of, and then doing a good job of uh, closing out, you know, getting back out onto the shooters. I thought, you compared to what Milwaukee does. Milwaukee and Miami both give up a ton of threes, but I don't think Milwaukee was disciplined or – Committed to the closeouts on someone like Grant Williams in the same way Miami was now obviously the heat had the benefit of they saw him go off in that game seven, but You know a big test for the defense is can they get back out to the Celtic shooters and at least for one game? I think they did a good enough job of it.
1: Milwaukee doesn't have Swift to foot right guys mm-hmm. to close out. It's West Matthews. Giannis is the guy even Middleton's not like fast Jimmy and BAM Close space really really quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I mean, we saw with the Jimmy block on Tatum and all this, all this. I mean, those guys just close space quickly, but you know, Milwaukee doesn't swarm the way Miami does. And, you know, I think the, listen, I I think a drop is good. Um, I think, I mean, Miami had to drop against Philly. I
2: thought Deadman had some good moments in drop last night. Like that was one of Deadman's best games in a long time as well.
1: But if you're going to drop, you need to show that second guy at the top. Yeah. Like, and that's what they weren't doing in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's just getting by guys and they were, you know, like, it's okay to help off Jalen Brown. And the other thing I was saying was, you don't need to put Jimmy Butler on Jalen Brown because they, they ended up putting Max on him for some time. And if Jalen Brown wants to isolate Max Struess, you, you're like, okay, you can, you know, as long as you're not getting other guys involved. And, you know, we can, we can manipulate help to make that difficult, but It's better if Jalen's doing it than Jason. And if you're going up against Max, who's about his size. um, I thought the other interesting thing that Miami did in the first half, and I thought a lot of things were trending well their way, even when the score wasn't good. Um, Miami wasn't just giving Boston matchups that they wanted. And there were a couple plays where like they'll put, um, they'll put, they'll put like, Derek white in a pick and roll with bam's man, whether it was grant and, and or bam
2: won't switch I right. won't
1: switch that because he's like ah Because they would do that in the regular season They'd switch that action immediately and then they would just kind of pivot and swing the ball And then tatum gets to run a pick and roll without a bam switch and then bam's you know Over too far away at at, at the top of the key and, and he's not really in the play Miami was disciplined in that and that's not easy because you know, you're like, okay, we're not switching this We're not switching that these are the clock situations where we switch That's stuff that you need really high IQ guys to run. Because in reality, bro, I mean, listen, in our everyday job, if we had a fucking list of conditions when we were and weren't allowed to do stuff, we'd have to check a piece of paper that we'd have sticky noted onto our computer. And these guys are just like, okay, this is what we're running. And it's contrary to what they've done all year.
2: No, you're, that's such a good point. Like, the discipline, particularly in the second half, was there. And I like that. One of my biggest pet peeves in the playoffs, soft switches, off-ball switches, switches when guys aren't even setting screens. Like, in the playoffs, you'll see two players run by each other, and guys are like, all right, that's a switch. Oh, all the and time. <laughs> all the time. The Rockets in 2018, famous for that. Um, <laughs> and that bothers me. I don't like it. Like, you know, Bam, what he did off the ball – I thought that was one of the best games he's played in his career. Yeah. That That's how good he was defensively in this game, particularly in that third quarter. And he obviously, you know, he had the blocks. He had that possession on Jalen Brown. But what he was doing off-ball, denial, uh, it was just fantastic. It was high-level, high-stakes, high-leverage moments. And he won almost all the battles. And going back to Struess, who you brought up, I thought he defended Jalen Brown. There's the one, like, uh, in-the-paint turnaround fadeaway, I think, yeah. Jalen Brown hit over Struess. Tough shot. That's the I, yeah, it's a tough shot. And I, like Brown's a talented player; he's more than capable of making it. Um, but there's, I'm with you. Like to a degree, I think you ultimately you live with that. You rather die with that than Jason Tatum living at the rim. The other thing, Rowe is that I think people think I,
1: I, I'm sure Celtic fans are like, Jimmy hit a lot of tough shots over Peyton Pritchard, right? It's not the same because Max is about Jalen size. That's mm. an actual contest. There's no. There's no contest, right? Jimmy's just doing kind of his footwork and his moves and he's shooting. What is an open jump shot because yeah. that guy's just not getting a hand up anywhere near enough to bother Jimmy. It's, it's all, I mean, and you see players say it all the time, too small, too small, too small. Yeah. There's a reason why that stuff matters. And they put him in 16 pick and rolls, courtesy of Nikias Duncan, who wrote a great piece for the basketball news. Uh, and Miami scored over a point per possession on those actions. Cause of course you're just going to win. They, and Bro, I've said this all playoffs long, and, and this goes back to the Maxi game that he had against Miami in the regular season, where he hunted Hero. There's a difference between guards hunting guys and power wings hunting guys. Because if a guard's gonna hunt you, a guard's typically gonna hunt another guard that's about his size, right? You just right. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's if it's a big guy, it's different. But you know, if if in Miami's case, it's like okay, guys, guards hunting Hero. It's different when it's a guy like Maxi, and it's and, and when it's a guy like Kawhi. LeBron, mm-hmm. Jimmy of course. Tatum, yeah, use Tatum, their yeah. strength. I don't even think Tatum's as good at it as those other guys because of the playmaking, because when you send the second guy and I think, right. I mean, yeah. I think
2: t- historically, yes, I do think Tatum's playmaking second half of the season playoffs has been really good. Um, he had a couple games that Milwaukee series. He didn't have the shot going, yeah. um, Boston or, Brooklyn series as well. Like he was racking up the assists. I mean, he had a lot of assists in the first half. That thought that's what they took away also in the second half. Yeah, Miami was a help. Miami the had help was a step faster. Yeah. Like
1: six assists at the half with to like yeah. 16 field goals or something.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
2: Um, So it's I'm with you. It's interesting. To me, the question is, I think the big question with Jimmy was, can he hunt switches? Because during the regular season, I don't think the Heat were very good at hunting switches. Like, that was not a good facet of their offense. Um, You remember that Dallas game? Like, Jimmy was going up against Kleber and getting stonewalled. Um, Like you said, it's different going up against guards, hunting smaller guards and switches. But to me, that's been kind of the most impressive thing of this run for Miami for me is – I mean, we all know what Jimmy's done offensively. That fadeaway shot he hit over Tatum, I tweeted this. I didn't think he had that shot in his game because it was not a shot he hit during the regular season. Uh, It's not a shot we've really seen him hit the last two years. The mid-range game has not been very good for him. It it failed in that Milwaukee series, and the improvement there is just just—it's shocking, frankly, because it's been so good and and kind of so out of left field. It's been fun to watch.
1: Masterful troll job by Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, you watch uh Trilly was tweeting out clips of just like Jimmy and the like those one-legged jumpers and you're just like a November against the Magic and you're like what is he doing? Yeah. And then you're just like, "Oh, yeah, no, he knows he knows when it matters." Like, and they were the one seed despite that. Like they know. Yeah. They know. And and those True. Ga- you know, and they had that blow up. None of those games matter. I mean, they matter, but they they don't matter matter, right? Like those moments Of effort and stuff, you know, I I don't think that this team should have ever been questioned for giving a giving a fuck or whatever, but Great stuff from from, we'll talk about Jimmy's kind of offensive package. Just want to bookend the defense Um, I thought the other thing that was huge for Miami was They tried to Well, uh, uh, bam just being absolutely incredible and the the celtics tried to use different screeners to get bam out of actions and Bam, that put Bam in help positions. So they would have Rob Williams in the dunker spot. And Bam, is that's an easy rotation for Bam. And I thought that was another mistake that the Celtics made that, you know, okay, we're just going to screen with Grant Williams and we're going to put P.J. Tucker in a pick and roll, which is not like, I mean, when that's like your freaking alternative, that's not fun either. Because now you have like P.J. and Jimmy or P.J. and some guard and then Bam's coming to help on that rotation. And now he's, you know, we don't think, I know that Bam probably, I think maybe more casual fans think of Bam as like a shot blocker, but that's not really his role defensively for Miami. And he became one yesterday because the Celtics were like, okay, we're going to get you out of the pick and roll. And he's like, all right, bet.
2: Yeah. It's interesting because I also think they were having a lot of success with Robert Williams in the dunker spot. I mean, he was getting a lot of points. I think Rob Williams finishes like a plus five or something like that in that game. He was really good. I I, I don't want to turn this into people get mad at me when I, compliment the Celtics no, I thought Rob, Rob Williams was fantastic and he's really good I mean his closeouts talk about closeouts he was had closing out on shooters but like I was like f- falling back in my seat watching him close out on the shooters um and they did have some success I think in the first half particularly because they were not able to contain the double pre- triple penetration um finding Rob on those little dump off passes so that to me is it's Bam, they had, they, had, they had good moments defending that. They also had bad moments defending that. And I'm interested to kind of watch that battle go continue in the series moving forward because I, I do think Boston has something there, particularly when, you know, I, I tweeted this when Hero's in the game. The real question is what's he going to do when Tatum's in the game and hunting him on switches? Because if Hero does get beat and, you know, Williams is in the dunker spot and your, your guys are collapsing into the paint, that's opening up those lobs. I mean he's a fantastic first half. finisher.
1: Yeah. Literally that you know Bam had to step up because you know right. the, I, some I, somebody got beat and then somebody else made a mistake and Bam has to come up and 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 Tatum made the a really good lob pass.
2: So that's not that's something to me that they can't I don't think that they can say like we have the answer for that. That's cut and dry etc. like that's something I think they need to keep an eye on moving They forward didn't overreact
1: the to that though cuz Ty's had a true. couple as well from Pritchard in the short roll. Right. I
2: mean uh, they did a great job in the second half. I think playing with more intensity, being crisp on those rotations, making the passes more difficult, making the catches more difficult. Um, that, I think, played a big Swarming role.
1: Swarming the catch, that was the other yeah. thing. Like, whether it's – and I thought they did a good job of, like – and I, I don't – I would i would love to have Spo this if this is, like, okay. Gabe goes low, PJ arms up, right? And it's, it's the guard always swiping low, and whoever else is on the play is hands up. And it just makes it hard because you either strip them on the way up or when he brings the ball down, yeah. like Hassan used to, and, and if, if you're not getting the foul call. It's not like Embiid, where it's just too much strength and too much size. Rob is a little different. He's a little more mm-hmm. explosive vertically, but mm-hmm. just not as crafty and, and all that right. stuff. So right. I think they just bet on, okay, and they did not do that in the first half. They were He was not getting two bodies yeah. on the catch. There was no pressure, no pressure yeah. at all. Yeah. I mean, Miami was just monsters getting turnovers in that game, which Juicy yeah. And now... I said this pregame, uh, Ro, that their turnover game is going to be the thing. And I, I don't remember if we talked about it. Their turnover game is it has to be in really important for them because their half-court offense, I think we had questions about it, despite them putting like a 104 or what was yes. it, a 110. It was something crazy, yeah. o- offensive rating in the yeah. half-court, while Boston put like a 76 or something. Uh, but their their transition game was incredible. It was incredible last night and it, it came from plays like that, swarming the ball. I tweeted out the two that Jimmy had both those steals, kind of overplaying Tatum, uh the the Gabe Vincent strips on Rob Williams, you know, the the all that stuff. It's not even charges this time, it's live ball yeah. turnovers.
2: Yeah, that's going to be a massive massive kind of subtext to this series. My colleague Michael Pina, who's in Miami, I think asked Spo about Uh, The transition game and the post game press conference—it's something that he's kind of identified as well. Like, that's going to be huge for both teams. I mean, think Tatum had what six turnovers in that third quarter? More turnovers than assists. Like, like we can—we'll get into their half-court offense and what I think is sustainable and and what is not. But I think moving forward, like they can't count on getting that half-court performance every single game. No. That and getting those turnovers—I mean, they're also not probably not going to get six turnovers in a quarter from one player again, but that level of defense, that attention, like that is going to be their path to victory in this series if if it exists, because that that to me is going to be the the best thing they can do for their offense is to get out in the open court.
1: They force, I think, the third most turnovers in the league, and that's just what they do. And that's another area where Lowry helps them a lot. Just <clears> really good at it. but Jimmy's just uh, you know, I know that I- I've said this before in the pod, but you know, at times Jimmy can be we used to compare Kawhi. Remember when we used to say, like, you can't dribble around Kawhi mm-hmm. because you, he's just getting a hand in there? Mm-hmm. Jimmy, at times, is like that. Like, you cannot pass the ball in his yeah. vicinity because he's just going to get a hand on her and make your life hell.
2: I mean, he had the two steals. He had the knockaway on Grant. Well, it, it was fantastic. It he's, was. He's a monster, man. Yeah. He's a monster. Yeah. He's, he's just he's, – he's, 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 he's become the apex version
1: of what we thought in our wildest dreams he could be. That's true. I mean, this is Kawhi. This is, like, literally, like – the, the stuff Kawhi was doing in the run for the Raptors, like I I watched that run very closely as everybody knows, it's literally it's it's what it is.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I mean, offensively, he's on a low the efficiency, the the two way play, the he's just is a menace defensively. I mean, he was him and Bam in that third quarter, it's menace all over the floor. That's the um, vision. Yeah, yeah, that's that was that was the idealized version of this team. Now, can you get it? for 48 minutes every single game no i mean the other opponent is doing things to take that away but that was the idealized version of the team and it was incredible to watch
1: let's talk about their offense a little
2: bit Mm -hmm. because i thought there was a lot of interesting things first and
1: foremost spo showing that you are not going to dictate what we do and i thought and, and what i mean by that is grant williams on bam and rob on pj And Miami wants to screen with Bam because they want Bam's verticalness, and they know that Bam's a non-shooter, so the spacing's a little funky. So by putting, you know, Williams on P.J., you're encouraging either P.J. to screen for him, who is a lesser screener, and you're shrinking the court. Because, you know, Miami's going to want a big and drop. And Rob, I don't know if it's the knee or what, not really switching yesterday, uh, was dropping, and a a pretty deep drop at that. Uh, Wasn't like an Embiid drop where he's a little higher up. It was pretty. I mean, I thought Hero got I mean, Hero. Hero had some looks. looks that
2: he smoked. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Like wildly yeah, good looks. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I,
1: I rewatched him. I was like, I cannot. And, and Pritchard, who, by the way, I, I gave a lot of credit to in the regular season, I thought did a great job of fighting over those screens. Pff, no, no airspace for him at all.
2: Yeah, he died on a couple. Yeah, of Yeah,
1: was just sure. late every time, and Hero was just stepping into wide ass open threes that he was missing. But Miami kept that going, and that was a little encouraging to me. And they just kept, the, you know, it wasn't just attacking switches; it was attacking that and Miami went okay we're going to we're going to set pj screens and we're going to run pj dribble handoffs and pj's a great short roll passer and when pj's rolling in space cuz Boston loves to hug shooters a, lo- a lot more than Miami does Miami loves to fly off yeah. of them Boston hugs them a little tighter and will rotate a little later cuz you know they want to they want to cut that lifeline off for you uh, cuz they have a, a a legit shot blocking big um so pj's in short roll somebody's coming to help and pj's Boom, picking that apart really well, and it it, it was almost like it like no, we're we're gonna do what we want to do, whether it's Bam or PJ, you can't dictate that. And he did that rope against the Lakers in the finals when they put Dwight when they put Anthony Davis on Jimmy Butler, and they put Dwight Howard on Jay Crowder, and they were daring Miami because I mean the, the Jimmy AD thing was untenable at times, and Miami's like fuck it, we're just gonna put Dwight in pick and roll, we're gonna run Duncan. <laughs> and and Jay Crowder DHOs, and we're going to force you to take him out. And it yeah. worked.
2: Yeah. No, I think that's a great point. Um, Like, the, the secret sauce to the Celtics defense has been they put Williams on in a position where he can roam, right? They put him on kind of a, a so-so shooter. I mean, Tucker, I know, is money from the corners, but teams are still kind of willing to leave him for a reason if it's a pick-your-poison type situation. And I think that they were effective in taking away what Williams does best, which is – you know cheating off the corner being in that roam position being allowed to go wherever he wants on the floor you know you you kind of have to put him in actions even though he's a very good defender and i think when healthy is a fantastic switch defender um you know when boston's healthy they have like six guys you can't really find a mismatch which we'll get into but yeah i think they did a good job of like you said not letting boston dictate uh that by playing on their own terms by letting uh rob kind of do whatever he wanted uh on that end of the floor because he can be really destructive if he's kind of able to if his assignment is to just kind of move freely about the half court they they just don't
1: they find the way that they want to attack and they will and and for a a, a team that doesn't have a great half court offense they have a lot of ways to get what they want, which is just fun. It's just really, raw. Real. the rim pressure that they don't generate is just truly at the core of everything. And if Jimmy's going to get to the basket at will, and if Depot gets to the basket enough in non-Jimmy minutes, and that's why I thought the Lowry injury might be a little too much for them to overcome because he just gives you a little bit of off-the-dribble shooting and a little bit of – not that Lowry's turning the corner of the pick and roll like he used to, but he's giving you enough dribble penetration to survive when Jimmy's not mm-hmm. on the court and not hurting you and you can kind of buy your and, – and he's just a great pace controller. And he's,
2: he's, a, he's a drop beater. He gets them oh. out in transition. I mean, that game, the the one time they beat the Celtics this year, that fourth quarter, it was all, it was all Lowry, Bam, pick and roll. And I still think they're going to need him to win this series. I think if the next game they – he's – He's out for game two two, yeah the net the game three is the 21st that would be i think almost uh two weeks since he last played
1: yeah but he played in the middle of that and i I don't know if that's no
2: so he played like the eighth yeah and uh i think that was the last game he played was the eighth because he didn't play the last two games of the philly series ken so he had a two-week break between the hawks game and the sixers game would the 13 days be enough i don't know but it would be nice to have him back in Boston um, I just I just don't know that uh, it's tough because Gabe is giving them solid minutes I almost wonder like do you bring Lowry off the bench Do you play him limited minute like how do you I find saw that way to floated
1: around game? and somebody in chat had asked us that
2: I don't think it's the worst idea I really don't um, or at least just bring him on the court in non-jummy minutes even if you're only playing him 13 minutes a night if he's able to be effective in those minutes somehow I really don't know but it's uh, it's a tricky situation for them because I do think they're going to need him in this series once Boston gets healthy as well. I
1: think ideally, you know, o- Oladipo is supposed to be that plug gap for that. Yeah. You just need, you just need something because they ran a lineup yesterday. It was like Deadman, Oladipo, Hero, Gabe, Caleb, or Gabe, Max, it was kind of that lineup with no Bam, no Jimmy, and it was awful. And I know it was to buy a couple minutes at the... It was awful. And then they started the quarter, they put Bam in, And those lineups just don't look great. Depot's numbers have looked really good uh, with Jimmy, by the way, which have surprised me how Yeah,
3: good.
2: I think... I think Depo's had moments. Like, he's able to come around, like, fly off a pick and get into the lane. Their shooting just has not been there. I mean, he hit one... He got good looks. Three last night. Against that's the, the thing. Is it's he, He's got to hit the corner three when he gets it. He's got to hit the drop three when he gets it. I mean, that's going to make a huge difference. What a like godsend he's been with this Lowry injury because I don't know what they do if Oladipo's is not there because even if he hasn't been great, the fact that he's not an absolute disaster. I mean, I I honestly don't know what they do if they don't have the him lineup right data is so. good.
1: The lineup data is yeah. good. They are very very good when he plays, especially when he plays with Jimmy. Now I don't think they'll need that this series, but you know I, I think you expect them. I mean I don't I think even Game Three is presumptuous for Kyle. I think this might be like a Chris Bosch situation uh where he comes back really late into the series yeah
2: it's totally possible it's totally possible yeah it is interesting i you know depot the another reason why you want to see his three get going is it would be nice to put him in defensively in certain situations late in game and uh, and but you need max on the floor because max had a couple huge threes in the fourth i don't think those are threes depot can hit but if he can get his shot going i love when they're able to play him jimmy You know, yeah, PJ Bam. um, Like, that's great. Uh, So it'll be, I mean, Vincent also hit big shots that I don't think Depot's hitting those shots. But yeah, when they can get Depot, uh, Jimmy, Bam, and Tuck on the court together, I mean, come on, man. Like, if they get a lead in the fourth and they say we want to choke this game out defensively, like, that would be sick. I would like to see They have abilities. They have so many options for that. Because
1: Gabe, you know, they don't lose us. I think what they lose defensively with Gabe for for Lowry is the ability to guard a little bigger, mm-hmm. like I I know that Jalen has some suspect ball handling, um and I think Gabe did a pretty good job on him, right? If this was Middleton, I don't really know how Gabe can survive a matchup like that. Right. Kyle can, right. and yeah. you lose that. I mean, like if they play Clay Thompson next round, you know if they if they make it and if they win. If if the Warriors win, like you want, Kyle on clay, right? That, yes. That's the matchup yes. you want, so they can play a little bigger on, on clay, and they can kind of you know do different stuff on the pick and roll. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, he's Kyle's just a special passer, to, Like I think Gabe doesn't, and I don't want to criticize Gabe, It's just he Gabe was fucking fantastic. I mean, yeah,
2: Gabe was really good. He's just Kyle Lowry's a very accomplished, great player, superstar, that's Hall of Fame yeah. type
1: guy. Uh, yeah. How do you how do you like my uh, Fred VanVleet Junior. for for Gabe?
2: That's funny. I like that. I don't, I like it a lot. Has the mean,
1: guts. Although Freddie's mean, a bad finisher, but I think Gabe has a lot of that dog that Fred has. He's like, cause I was texting with a friend who's a Celtic fan and uh, he's a, he's a doomer. And he was telling me, he's like, you know, Gabe is just Kyle jr. It's so annoying. You just, you just come in waves. Like there's always, there's always some guy that I don't want to hear from that just comes up. And he's like, who is this guy? And he's Kyle jr. And I was like, he's like Fred jr.
2: Yeah, it, I mean the threes have been—he's been really good all season, and it's held up even in the playoffs. It is funny to me because there was so much talk in Boston about how good Derek White has been, and you know what it, what his acquiring, you know, his acquisition did for the team. And um, I mean, I think I—I don't know that he's that like—is he better than Gabe Vincent? Um,
3: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
2: I mean, Gabe's clearly a, a better offensive player,
1: right? I kind of, uh, I, I was thinking that the other day, and I, I think I'm I'm going Gabe at this point.
2: It's just, it's interesting. I mean, Derek's really good, and he had great moments in that Milwaukee series, and his defense is really good. Like, I guess if you had to guard Jimmy Butler, I'd probably rather have Derek White on him than Gabe Vincent in a switch. But, I mean, yeah, I just think Gabe's been really, really, really good. He's been phenomenal. And, the, the st- and, and, and that's why, like, people keep getting on me, like, the Heat are missing a starter too, like, at some point you have to recognize, like, I'm not saying that like they're better off without Lowry, but like like Lowry's been out for so long now. Like they have enough with Gabe Vincent. They've proven that they've had enough with Gabe Vincent. They've proven they could go on a road and close. I don't out I don't like Gabe that.
1: Vincent. I don't like that because Philadelphia was an unserious basketball team and Atlanta I mean that was a, that they shouldn't have even been in the playoffs like I I don't I don't like that particular like yeah they have enough I mean clearly like they're still good like Milwaukee clearly had enough quote unquote without Chris Middleton you know they they probably
2: but but but, but we can't have it both ways and be like oh like the national media is not taking us seriously cuz all they want to talk about is Embiid was hurt and Trey Young but then we can't go back and say this team was unserious like I just think the Heat have proven like this configuration is good enough and they like as great as they played last night, they had to get that game. They oh, yeah, could they not. They, yeah. they they can't they drop. To. They cannot drop a game one at home Without when the other team starters. is missing two starters. Like yeah, you can't, can't. You can't. Drop and
1: they won one. convincingly. Yes. That that's they needed to win that way. I know that, and I think people give them a pass for the slow start because of the long layover. I think everyone kind of. And by the way, I would like to say, uh, chat says row learning real quick. G takes no Lowry slander. <laughs> Eight thirty start. That building was filled. That's all I'm gonna say. Just when when South Florida people is good
2: for Miami. When South Florida people tell you
1: that it's a hell there's people don't get it. There's two ways to get into downtown from the highway. It's A thirty six, which is Hell on Wheels, and it's I ninety five South, which is Hell on Wheels.
2: People don't get it. Taking ninety five South. And people are coming from Broward County. They're coming from Palm Palm Beach. Beach. Dude, getting in from Broward on ninety five. Bright line's a
1: death machine, so you know. Jesus. Oh man,
2: <laughs> Jesus! Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the eight 30 start is clutch, and I just hope the building remains filled. I, mean, I hope I people if don't Miami push for that. Placement. I wonder if the heat pushes for that. I think it's entirely a TV, it's the league's thing. Well, because you need it to start late enough that the West Coast audience can watch Get it. Get a little bit, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm out of California in in a week, so I'm, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, it's so much
2: better. It's so much better. You're gonna love it. You're oh, and then you finished
1: it. just in time for a dinner reservation. It's, exactly, it's actually exactly. great. It sounds yeah. like it's gonna be heaven. I have a wedding yeah. out there, so I'm excited for that. Um, a little bit more on Miami's offense. Um, so can I tell you my fear? Can I yes, tell you my no, fear? please? Well, can, can we? Uh, is it is it a negative? Can we get the positive and then we get into negative? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, I want to keep. I want. I want to keep. I want to keep the energy up. It's a big win for Miami. They were they use Jimmy in a lot of different ways. And I think this was the most utility way I've ever seen. They use Jimmy as a ball handler, as a screener, but like a lot, like sometimes they'll sprinkle in like a little Jimmy roller as a treat. They did that shit all the time. There was a play that I I tweeted out. It was was like Jimmy screen, uh, pick and roll as a handler, flows into DHO, then rolls to the empty corner, and then goes to the – they, like, ran, like, a billion they, different they actions. Probably
2: left, they probably left points on the board because I think Vincent and Hero didn't do a good enough job. When Jimmy was slipping screens – Oh, my God. He's a wide, they didn't do a good enough job finding him. Kyle would, though. That's yeah, my thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to, like, bag on Hero. At the end of the day, he's a young player. He's improved a lot. Sometimes the playmaking – like, when he ran that fast break and they didn't score, I wasn't surprised – when he's missing, like that's where, even though the assists have gone up, and I see people, I think we talked about this, like people try to throw out, like, oh, like Hero is getting blitzed because they're so scared of him. Hero is getting blitzed because teams feel like they can take advantage yes. of his vision, of his lack of playmaking ultimately. And he's the had same way that he'd do that with Tatum, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. And I, but I think over the course of this season, for example, Tatum's improved a lot you've seen and and he has advantages I mean he's six eight he can look yeah. over the defense in a way that hero cannot but I mean again I, my colleague Michael Pino wrote a great article about it like their offense kind of took off when Tatum's passing took off and the number of assists he had per game took off and against a, a good defense like the heat is going to be trickier but that's a, an improvement he's made in his game and and hero is going to have to do that consistently and effectively effectively if he's going to beat these coverages and the Heat need that from him. Like he can't be missing Jimmy on those slips and et cetera. I, I don't even I think that they've even programmed
1: him to be not mistake prone because yeah. it's just a disaster if he turns the ball over a punch. Cause at the end of the day, especially without Lowry, they need him to handle and they yeah. can't have him be frazzled. So I'm sure he doesn't have liberties. And I don't know if you remember, Gogi used to be like risk averse. Like he would never Try to get the ball into a tight window as a as a passer. Yeah. He'd rather just like, ah oh, fuck it, I'll just float it up. Because yeah. as opposed to Dwayne, and that was a big thing when Dwayne came back. Dwayne's like, ah fuck it. It's YOLO time, baby. You know, <laughs> I'm doing this behind the back through the window and it gets yeah. turnover. Ah, you know, what, what the what only
2: is- time the only time Dragovich was willing to take a risk when then there was like they needed to make an inbounds pass with no timeouts, and he said, Sure, I'll throw a like a six-foot <laughs> arcing lob to Jimmy Butler. This can't go wrong.
1: He was in the building. Why too. is
2: that? Why is that play not out of the playbook? Why is it? Why it. did I still see it this season? The high, Dragic was in the play building.
1: Yeah, last night he was with oh, his son. Yeah. He was wearing That's a awesome. Heat a Heat Dragic jersey. Oh, I love that. That's oh yeah, awesome. no, that they had to win. They had to win. Yeah, they had to. Oh, man, I love him so much. I I know that it was the right thing not to bring him back, but I, I hope that he I can, hope
2: he finds a way back. I hope he finds I a maybe. way back.
1: You know, yeah. I mean, I I think Gabe clearly would have just played over him. Although Gogi yeah. was really good for Brooklyn, so yeah. I mean, maybe not really good, but he was very productive. Yeah. Yeah. Very productive. But going back to the stuff, Jimmy, just, just a menace, all all facets, you know, the way that he was able to, you know, when they made the finals, it was a, a hunt kind of mentality. It was looking for George Hill and putting him in pick and roll. It was looking for Kemba Walker and putting him in pick and roll. And it was looking for KCP and putting him in pick and roll. And that's just been the formula for him. And he's a guy that I never I know he doesn't do it as much as we liked in the regular season, but come playoff time, I think Spo is as apt and as like, okay, this is the game plan, we're doing this. Whether it's attacking a drop specifically or attacking those kinds of switches, they have been all I mean, just all postseason. You know, when when the Hawks tried to play drop with with Collins, like, oh word, and they went at that, that was like, okay, guys. This is what we're going to run. And we'll do like these three variations of this kind of action. We're going to put this guy in double drag at the at the bottom of the screen. And they just go boom, 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 boom. Oh, you're going to play this guy? Bring him up. And there have been plays where Deadman's going to come screen. And Jimmy goes, no, out, out. He points at, at Gabe. He's like, get yeah. over here. That's the shit I love to see.
2: Yeah, that's really good. So that brings me to, my, to me what's the inflection point of this series. Because Smart is going to play. And I know people are dubious about him winning Defensive Player of the Year. At, at the end of the day, whatever you think about Marcus Smart, he's an accomplished isolation defender. I mean, he was guarding Giannis Antetokounmpo and giving Giannis. I saw Drew Holiday put him under the basket series. multiple times. I just think it's not that Jimmy is not going to win that matchup at times, but it's not going to be as easy. It's not going to be as easy. And when the when the Celtics play Smart, Brown, Tatum. One of the Williamses and Horford together. I don't know who the weak link is to attack. It's Horford in it's the easy. half court. No, that's
1: easy. They can't. That if the if they're the Miami's win condition is play Horford out of the court because they they drop him against Miami.
2: I yes, but he's held up on switches really well so far in the playoffs. You need. Whether you it was need to get KD, him out of there.
1: No, you need to get. Him out of there. I
2: I I agree that that's what they need to do. But I'm telling you, he's so far in the playoffs. Has been really good on switches, and if they if they get him off the court, and it's Robert Grant, I mean that's also or they could go small and put Derek Wright on the court. And go Derek Smart, Tatum Brown. No, they can't. Grant That's another
1: guy that can't that can't live. Like if the Celtics I,
2: win, it, it, it can't be with Derek. It's, it's. I could be wrong, but that's the thing is it's that. Listen, they'll have to prove it, right? Yeah. That's where the mono e mono thing comes in. Is we can sit here and look at the statistics and say. You know x player should win over y player in this matchup you know eight times out of ten but it's easier said than done and they have some really accomplished defenders on that team and they can also play multiple styles i mean they had success yeah. in that milwaukee series going small grant as annoying as the flops is is a good defender um so it's not going to be easy it's uh, my my what i would caution heat fans is if you're worried if you see the offense stuck in mud the next game, you're wondering what's what's the difference. It's that having smart back gives them such better rotational flexibility. I mean, they played kneesmith. They dusted off kneesmith in that game. Um, like, going away, that's like the equivalent of the the Sixers. Putting he gave them fine court. minutes. He did, but, I mean, that, and that was a huge win for them, those minutes that he gave them. Um, like, I'm just saying that it's going to be interesting to watch that battle play out because when they have smart back, their defense turns into a whole different beast.
1: So my thing when they get smart back is it, it shifts to a more bam series because what they really don't have an answer for, especially if, if they can get, you know, Rob's band up top is having bam screen and slip because of the way they hug shooters. And if they start forcing those rotations out of the corner, you know, you can, you can do, a lot of fun stuff. And that's how you open up the offense, but that's a bam thing. And they, and that's a thing that they're going to need Lowry to trigger that pick and roll. I think they could do it some with Jimmy. He's just not the playmaker that Lowry is in, in terms of like getting the offense, like triggered the way you want it. And that was my concern. But if Jimmy's going to, if Jimmy's going to do this and if they're just going to, you know, I, I, if, if, if they go back to Jimmy plus bench mob, right, against those those smaller Celtic units, which I think Spostor has done a good job of kind of manipulating the minutes to be that way. And if they can get that production out of BAM offensively, that's the recipe for them to win. Whether they get there or not, I think has a lot to do with Lowry's health and has a lot to do with, can Horford get back on the court because of, you know, i I don't even under I don't even know what's going on if he's vaccinated mm-hmm. or unvaccinated, and that I think changes the how soon you can come back or right. what are the conditions. Smart, I imagine is going to play, maybe not a hundred percent. Although PJ has the ankle thing now, right? Well, he wasn't on the injury report because he's he's a crazy person. <laughs> that guy, man, he was born to play here.
2: I said it and I'll say it again. He should have his jersey retired before the next round. He's amazing, dude. He's, he's just so heat. He he's just yeah. that
1: that building loves him.
2: Yeah. They love him. Uh, it's it's crazy that he's only been here 1 year cuz I think he's already one of the biggest favorites. Do you one think the...
1: he'll end up like more of a favorite than like Walker or GP? Yes. Yeah.
2: I mean Antoine that... Antoine has like the shimmy which is like forever. The shimmy was good, but the problem is that team we don't need to get into this. I think the heat messed up the first seven years of Dwayne Wade's career. And I think that they did something that the Lakers did have done to an extent with LeBron is they found a way to win one title, but they haven't been able to build something sustainable. And the, the unsustainability of that team, the volatility of it and how quickly it all fell apart. I think sours a lot of the memory of that 06 championship. As great as Wade was like the fact that they got swept the next year. And then two years later, 15 wins, like, the fall was so dramatic and so quick that I think that's why a lot of those guys, as fun as they were in the moment, Jason Williams, that oh no, your finals. Uh, we game. love J. Will. I'm sorry. Yeah, man, we love J. Will. Exactly. But they, they 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 don't really get as celebrated as most title teams would because of just in retrospect how weird that era of Heat basketball was.
1: Chat says yeah, he's like Birdman 2.0 with the hype and hustle in, in terms of yeah. PJ. That's yeah, Bird, Birdman's another one that everyone loved. Everyone I, loves. I, who Bird, doesn't love man? Birdman?
2: It's so funny because that entire season Spo was like the answer's in this locker room. We're not going to sign someone off the street. And nope, he, I mean, they won that finals because of how good the bird at center lineups were playing with Braun and the three shooters on the court. I mean, that's why they won the 2013 finals.
1: Well, I remember when they signed him, my dad is like, Who is this guy? And I said, He's another one of the carousel of centers. He's probably not yeah. going to play when it matters. <laughs> was that wrong i'm wrong a lot i'm wrong a lot i'm bad at predictions but i i have the same concerns as you do uh that's why i've been a little more timid on this series than i have other series it's just Mm -hmm. and and krishna of basketball of the b-ball index told me that miami is like second or first in ppp points per possession when attacking switches they just don't do it conventionally with isolations that was a wild stat to me
2: yeah that's shocking to me did you did you see that i no, i didn't that's, that that's that
1: shocked me that he said that yeah. He's like, yeah our data says this and i was like that's fucking wild and i but he he prefaced it by like, it's not conventionally against isolation which i guess makes sense yeah because they're just not a good i mean other than jimmy kind of you know busting people it's not yeah i mean it's it just I imagine it's a lot of bam slipping and just kind of manipulating offensive rebounds. Because I mean, for a while they were a really good offensive rebounding team. Um, so that's I think that's where we are. What do you so? Uh, you know, before we kind of transition to one other thing, I want to talk about. What do you think are the adjustments that Boston can make? Because I think Miami right now is playing from a position of strength, and they still have a card to play, which is Lowry, and they have a couple things that they can do. But what what if you're Boston? You know, do you just kind of stick to your guns and just play your guys? Or is there an adjustment that you think that they need to make?
2: I think they're going to be more aggressive taking advantage of Miami's help. Um, I think that's going to be on Tatum and Brown to find the shooters who are one pass away because they're going to have those opportunities. The Heat are going to be aggressive helping off shooters. You saw what the Celtics did to Milwaukee, right? And I think that's going to be kind of how they try to play this next game. They have to be more aggressive getting the ball uh, out to their shooters. I, it was weird how much Peyton Pritchard played in game one. I know part of that was smart, but he was in that fourth quarter for way longer than I thought he would be. I think be. they
1: needed the shooting is what they needed.
2: Yeah, but so that'll be interesting. And smart coming back is going to help them a lot because I don't think the Heat's game one offense is sustainable with smart on the floor. Like It can still be good, but I, it wouldn't be nowhere near as good uh, in my opinion. So that to me is, is – they that's their big card to play as well. Cause I think smart settles them down a lot in many ways on um, offense too, by the way, cause yeah, he, he brings the ball up the floor. He's and the point Tee-Brett, guard Tatum's off
1: ball more. And I think that it simplified Miami, making him a playmaker yeah. by him having to trigger the offense as opposed to him kind of coming off a screen right. or just doing secondary right. stuff.
2: For sure. And yes, yeah, smart's going to have his opportunities to go one-on-one against certain guys as well i mean he can go one-on-one against hero he'll have opportunities to go one-on-one against gabe Vincent if he's also getting dribble penetration and now you're cheating off tatum and we saw jimmy have the block but that's easier said than done so they have some cards to play as well i think they're going to be better on both ends of the floor i
1: wonder so miami i think is pretty clearly a rotation wing short caleb just doesn't look healthy i Yeah. I've pounded, and it's yeah. A, he's
2: not been the same player, which is tough because I thought he was going to be a big part of the playoffs. The Achilles
1: roadmap. thing is just like brutal. I mean, what an what a horrible. And I know they don't list that in the injury report, but like he's not been the same since the Achilles soreness, and yeah. he's lost. He had a dunk yesterday, and I was like, I don't remember the last time that guy dunked, and it was like not an above the rim dunk. Yeah. It was like yeah. it, it was because he was so good for them. He's a guy that I think you want more defending guys like Steph and Trey, not wings, uh, which I think that's become clear too. So they're a wing short. Yeah um you know a lot of people said back up four they just need like a three four not a, not a four five you know what i mean like
2: yeah 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 a three four but like they need they need like the the diet version of jay crowder to bring off the bench
1: well they have better jay crowder you know i well, let me ask you this somebody my friend my Celtic like my friend he's like how much better is pj than jay crowder like your the, your version of jay crowder and i said about 30 to 35 percent better am i shortchanging pj I don't think, I think so. that's a lot. Jay, I think that's a yeah, lot because Jay was I think really Jay
2: Crowder, good. Because Jay has also been this version of Jay on the Suns, his help defense, uh, his shooting. Like, he, I don't Underrated know he passer. Is like a, yeah. I don't think he's as good of a screener or or passer out of the short roll as PJs. But, I mean, I thought Jay was fantastic this season and such a big reason for their success. Um, and that this current version of him on this team, like, would also be really, really good. But I mean, I I, I think PJ is better than I think.
1: What Miami got out of PJ? They're, they
2: you think they're similar players, but yes, like Miami's asking PJ to do different things, and probably like I think PJ has a little bit more versatility, which helps. But I mean, Crowder is a better in on that, ball,
1: a much better on yeah. ball defender.
2: Yeah, but Crowder, I mean, in that series, like he, they had moments where like their only offense was him like beating Luca to the hoop, and I think like he has that in his game uh, in a way PJ does not like PJ is getting floaters, but he's not going one-on-one the like PJ push. Crowder, Yeah. But Crowder has that. Like he can go literally like, we're really desperate. You have a lesser defender on him. He'll take him to the, hoop.
1: Oh, we saw that in the Lakers series, you know, Yeah, was a lot of Jay going one-on-one with whatever small yeah. guy that they had up. No, yeah. I mean, but PJ has been so good and every, and, and just, uh, yeah. I was always scared when Jay had to defend a switch, like a yeah. guard or quick guy. PJ just doesn't, it does not matter. He's yeah. just a fucking dog. Um, but yeah, I think those are the cards to play. I think for Miami, you know, you you you're you're a you're a wing short. So those non-Jimmy lineups, so those Bam Depot lineups, I think they've signed a soul search what to put around that. And I think that's been the biggest question in the postseason, you know, without Lowry. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. what do we surround Bam Depot Tyler with? Because you want to survive defensively, but that's also like not enough offense if Tyler's not like really, really good. So mm-hmm. you you're just kind of like hedging they played three guards yesterday. It was awful. Yeah. Even Jeff Van Gundy was like, this is like this is way yeah. too small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was a disaster. And then they pulled the plug on that quick and they brought in Caleb and Max who are yeah. guards light or wings light yeah. or whatever. So I don't know, do you is there a solution there? Or is it just like, man, they just need Kyle back to tick to, to I give mean, them- it,
2: that's why Alf gets on me when I say so and so won a quarter, even though they lost it like playoffs the playoffs are about the playoffs are about managing your weaknesses that's what the playoffs are about it's managing your weaknesses they have to manage those minutes when Jimmy's off the floor they're not going to have good options when Jimmy Butler's off the floor like that's what it comes down to so you know that's what they got to figure out there's it, it is what it is like you just got to find a way to stem the tide like to me I kind of lean on like can you get enough defenders in in those minutes to at least make it a mud fight um i don't think they can because
1: it's hero and yes
2: but that's the thing is it's like at the end of the day tatum and brown were on the floor and the heat only lost those minutes by three points with jimmy off you live with that like you live with that because you're not going to have good options in that moment
1: the thing that i look at soldi was only minus six yesterday which a lot of that was in that really bad run with the three guards which wasn't all his Mm -hmm. fault Deadman was plus 16, which is interesting. And I want to see how that kind of continues to play. He's been really good against Boston just in general, but they, they need that little something. And the story of last season was Jimmy on plus seven, Jimmy off minus seven. And the same, the year prior was Jimmy on plus seven, Jimmy off zero. And they were surviving non-Jimmy minutes this season. It was like plus five and plus five. They were just fucking good all the time. And that was because you always had, you know, Lowry or somebody, or you kind of mm, had a- Lowry of
2: the shooters, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what floated your team. And now in the playoffs, I think it's super obvious because, you know, only good teams, rotations are short. Uh, so let's just see. That's that's the one thing I want to look at. Yeah. Uh, I think game two, not a must win, but man, if you really win that, you know, you just- Yeah. You take control of the series, and you still have your ace to play, which is getting Kyle back in the lineup. For sure. So that's where we are. I know you have a little something coming. There
2: we go, my man. Huh? Yeah, a little uh, something coming. Yeah. What do you got for the people? Shout out to everyone who's made it this deep into the podcast. But for everyone complaining that there's not enough national media attention on the Heat, stop watching First Take. Uh, stop watching Get Up because there are other national media outlets covering the Miami Heat. Um, I talk about the Miami Heat on my podcast, Open Floor for Sports Illustrated every week. But more importantly, I got a story uh, with Max Struess. Dropping ahead of Game Two, so everyone check that out again. You want national heat coverage? This is it. What kind I of story? Max. You profiled him? A I mini mean profile, I mean just profile. about how you know he. They put him into the starting lineup. They've had success with him since. What Max has done well. I spoke to his first college coach, his coach at the at the Lewis Flyers. Shout out to Scott Trost. Very nice of him to spend some time with me. Uh, some stories about Max in, in college in there. So again, for people like, where are the national? heat stories i have one for you i don't want to see anyone complaining i want to see you talking about the mag story. what can you give us like one cool detail to like get people to go that's in the story i was like how did you improve on defense because we know you can shoot threes what did you do improve on defense and he was like pj tucker has been in my ear every single day and he's like i lean on pj um he also once scored 52 points in a college game 12 or 14 from that's three. a lot of so, points at DePaul? Yeah, yeah at lewis at lewis, lewis college so yeah um some tales in there but yeah he told me about the moment uh spo told him he was going to be in the starting lineup what that moment was like um so some interesting stuff in there i think fan, Heat fans are gonna like it. how do, he seems like a he seems like super personable he's a nice dude he's a nice dude he was i could tell he was in playoff mode i could tell he was in playoff mode he was he was locked in Stupidly he wasn't ready to in. have like a, exactly he wasn't ready to have a big nice long chat with me but uh, definitely locked in and and a confident guy I asked him about the switches I asked him about the defense and uh you know I think he gave some interesting answers people are going to want to read did you get anything about
1: his friendship with Jimmy because they have one of my favorite dynamics on the team.
2: I, I asked him I was like I straight up asked him I was like what did it what does it mean to you to earn the respect of a guy like Jimmy um so you know you'll have to see the story for the check answer. out but that story check it
1: yeah. out was sinow.com si.com si.com I, I the Twitter at si why is the Twitter at si now
2: I don't know. It's like one of those things where they made the Twitter like twenty years ago or whatever it is now, and some it's marketing like or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just whatever. Yeah, go to go to Sports Illustrated, SI. That's so cool that you're fucking right for sports. The most <laughs> decorated uh, sports publication that we have, and you are the I, best profiler. I I'm like that, not man. even joking. That- like you are the best doing this right now.
2: I would not go that far, but I appreciate you, Johnny. Well, I really do.
1: I'm telling you what I think. I mean, honestly, the the guy right now who's who's the freaking goat. Of writing is Dan Devine on the ringer, because he's the guy that's <laughs> actually carrying the national heat coverage. That guy has more guts than any other national writer. <laughs> that dude has been pounding the heat drum. I remember there
2: was one day that somebody's like, Yeah, nobody writes about the heat. And he's like, Not me. I was like, Let's go. That's our guy. Um, yeah, man. Dan's killing it. Shout out to Dan. He, he, he grinds too. He's got a lot of stories out there, man. He's yeah. a great dude, also. Awesome. I'm gonna read you the headline of Dan's
1: story today. Can Jason Tatum get on Jimmy Butler's level? that's the stuff I wow. want to see yep. that's a headline that's baby yeah i'm clicking and retweeting i don't yeah. even have to read it i'm retweeting uh, that's guts that's, that's absolutely guts, guts. Check yeah check out check out rohan's story everything that you write about the heat and everything in general is crazy but i don't like reading the lakers stuff but the heat stuff <laughs> the heat stuff. and you have a panthers hat on today go cats go cats we got this you know i don't know much about hockey are they a home seed do they have the i know that yeah, they Yeah they lost... they're the number 1 seed they're the I number 1 seed them. oh just like yeah, the heat they lost
2: yeah, they lost their first game though. Does so home court advantage bad. mean something in hockey? Less so. Hockey seating also means less, but you know, hey, we'll
1: see. Do what they happens. reseed or no? I have no idea. I don't. I don't know how. We're, we're, listen, we're South Florida. We don't know how this works. We're just kind. We're here for the ride. Yeah, we're here for the I'm ride. Sad. Check out everything that Roe has to offer. Check out us on playback in about 15 minutes. Uh, I'll put the link in the chat again. Make sure to join us. You know, always slander me. You can slander me in person. Uh, what's more fun than that? Uh, check out Hangover Time post-game after every single Heat game. And, again, the Weird Alf pregame show 30 minutes before every day. Mixed bag hosted by Tiffany Meeks. And, of course, Needles of the Groove by Siobhan Bessel. You guys are the best. Let's go Heat. Uh, let's go Cats. And uh, let's go Liverpool. We're, we're one win and one Man City. loss or tie away. So, go Reds.